welcome to a special bonus segment of Keeper Chat, something we like to call a quick and dirty. My name is Fauna. <laughs> and my name is Flora. <laughs> sure <laughs> I is. Forgot. And these Q&Ds are an opportunity for us to answer some of the questions we receive from all of you. This also allows us to drop some extra clownery to help everyone through the week. So, you're welcome. Since we always babble ourselves into insanity in our regular episodes, we don't always have time to address any questions or comments we receive. So these mini-sodes allow us to do just that. These are unedited, unwarranted, and unwanted. (laughs) Sick. What do we got this week, Flora? This is the greatest idea ever. Yeah, so we got, actually, somebody emailed us, which is a first. Yeah! (laughs) Our first email ever, other than, like, spam emails that we've already gotten since I created our Gmail account. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this is a question we get all the time in real life. Oh, I guess maybe I should say the person's name? Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. I almost wanted to say their email address, but I feel like then I would be, like, putting them on blast. Oh, yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Don't Um, worry, we will protect you, everyone. So this is from David. Or David. Oh. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. There's no pronunciation, like, key, so. Okay. Um, They say, I love you and you're the best podcast I've ever heard in my life. No, it doesn't say that, but it says, I enjoy your podcast. They say, zookeeping is never something I thought of as a real job. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, good start, good start. (laughs) How did you guys get into your line of work? Do you have any advice for anyone interested in working with animals? Yeah, that's a good question. It is a real ass job. Let's start Mm -hmm. there. (laughs) It is. If it isn't, then I have slipped into a wormhole somewhere. My life is a lie. Yeah. No, that is something that we do get asked all the time. Um, So I'm really, it's kind of topical. I'm really glad that David asked this. Or David, yeah, I guess. It's whoever. David. Whoever you are. I'm really glad that you asked this. It's very, it's a very good question. And that's actually one of the reasons that we chose to like make this little mini-sode. Um, we thought it was a really good one. We thought maybe people would be interested in hearing what mm-hmm. we have to say. Mm-hmm. To answer your first part of your question, <laughs> our jobs are real. <laughs> It's real. <laughs> to and answer it's the second, oh, a real ahead. competitive job. It is, yes, yeah. I guess that kind of leads into like, how did you get into it? Yeah. Um, that was the second part, right? <laughs> uh. All right, I'm just gonna go with it. How did we? Yeah. Get into how did it? we get into it? And then, do we have any advice for um, David to get into it? Okay. Yeah, that's good. So, why don't you talk about how you got into it, Flora? Okay, I was born. As a small right. child. You were born as a small child. <laughs> I immediately came out as a small. I would hope you were born as a small child. Hardworking, not, like, dedicated zookeeper. <laughs> okay. Who was proficient in animal care and had a weakness in public speaking. <laughs> Quit bullshitting me. <laughs> so yeah. I know you zoo- came out without any skills. <laughs> I came out and I was the worst. But yeah, zookeeping is pretty competitive, so you can't just, like, go to the zoo and, like, sign up for a job. And I think that's a big misconception. I think people are mostly like, oh, if I, like, don't go to college and, like, want a, like, really easy job, I'll become a zookeeper. Well, joke's on you and us, because you can't just do that. Yeah. Um. So I knew I wanted to be a keeper, like, a long time ago in probably high school i don't know so i did some like domestic animal care stuff and then did uh, a degree i did a degree i wrote my own degree in biology 
They're so gonna I, take that degree back. <laughs> Rescind it. <laughs> I have that guy. But I did internships too, and I think that's one of the most important things mm-hmm. um, that people are looking for because you can have a degree in biology or animal sciences or zoology or whatever the fuck, and but that doesn't mean you can like take care of a tiger. Those are two um, kind of unrelated things. So the internships are a really great opportunity to get like hands-on work. You're working like mm-hmm. most of the time 40 hours a week. Um, most of the time for no pay because you're getting paid in, like, your experience. So you're just, like, this little zoo bitch for, like, 40 hours a week for, like, three months. Right. So I did a couple of those with a couple of different animals. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a couple different rad-ass people like me. Yeah, That's actually where Flora and I met was yes. an internship. So. Yes! And I know. love at first sight. The rest was history. Oh, my gosh, it's so long ago. It was, like, 35 years ago. Don't give away our ages. <laughs> now they know us. Well, there it is. Piecing together the clues each, <laughs> each episode at a time. Yeah, no, you're totally right, though. I think I think kind of along the misconception, or along the same lines of the misconception that we, like, hang out and play with animals and feed animals all day is that you can just kind of walk right in and ask for a job. and yeah, that we're like some th- big dingus dum-dum who's like being punished for being so dumb that we pick up animal shit. Yeah, I th- yeah. I mean, I think it's that's its own thing. <laughs> I have a degree to pick up animal shit, so go fuck yourself. Right, I took out a lot of student loans to be able to do this. <laughs> so <laughs> if you wouldn't mind, <laughs> just absolutely shitting on me. <laughs> I'm. It already happens. <laughs> uh but no, I agree. I think I think that's kind of a misconception there. And I think if that's kind of the reason that you want to get into zookeeping, that maybe it might not be a good fit for you because that's really not what we do. And I think if if, zoo com- if zookeeping is something you really want to do, it's it's a really tough job to do. Uh, like Flora said, you there's a lot of education involved. There's a lot of schooling. There's a lot of unpaid work experience there's a lot of traveling across the country to kind of anywhere that has openings for you Mm -hmm. um and it's really tough it's a really hard really competitive job market to break into but it's also really tough once you do get the job and you know like we kind of said like 99 percent of our job is like tough manual labor Mm -hmm. it's difficult it's physically mentally emotionally exhausting but there are those little sparks here and there where you get to kind of step back for a minute and think like, wow, yeah, I do truly have an amazing job. I have these mm-hmm. amazing opportunities and I'm, I'm really making a difference. So it's one of those things that you kind of have to have the internal like uh, motivation, I guess, and like, yeah, for sure. like be doing it for the right reasons because that's what's going to carry you through all the kind of not so fun parts of it. Yeah. Um, like a lot of the cleaning and a lot of the – the manual labor stuff and a and lot you of also the get paid difficult. garbage. Yeah. Yeah. You really have to be passionate about it because it's not a high paying job. And I think, I think that's something people don't always realize as well. Mm-hmm. I think too, as if like, if you are interested or if anyone you know is interested, we're not saying this to dissuade anyone from, from trying to do it. Like God knows we are the same people. We're like, oh, how do mm-hmm. I do that? Looks amazing. And I know I jumped into it a little later than you do you did, Flora. I was actually in – I was starting my senior year of college before I was like, uh-oh, the thing that I wanted to do isn't going to work out. Whoopsie-dipsy. Um, yeah, and I just happened to be looking in a hallway in one of my, like, 
like physic halls or something like that. And um, there was a flyer for an internship at a zoo in the city that I lived in. And it was a behavioral research internship. And so I took a I took one of the flyers and I was like, hey, you know, I never really thought of working in a zoo or working in an aquarium or working with animals as a possibility for a job. I just thought it, I don't know, in my head, it was just something that happened that no one really did. <laughs> um, they just functioned without anyone. Yeah, I looked into it and I, I got the internship and I loved it. I absolutely loved it and I wanted to get more hands on. And so I did some animal husbandry internships where I met Flora, who was amazing. And the whole experience was amazing, obviously. And then, yeah, it kind of just snowballed from there. And I was really – I think we were both really, really lucky to be hired as early in our kind of internship career, you could say. Oh, for sure. Like, compared to a lot of other people. A lot of other people do it for years and years and years and years and years and sometimes never get hired. And it doesn't always have to do with how – uh, how much experience you have or how qualified you have. A lot of times it has to do with like just getting your foot in the door and like right. being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, timing for sure. But I think too, I think it depends on like one important question is that you should ask yourself is um, not only why do I want to go into this? Like what what am I hoping to get out of it? Like what are my motivations? But also in what aspect do I want to work with animals? That's a pretty mm-hmm. broad subject. Are you are you looking to work with domestic animals? Like maybe maybe it would be a good fit for you instead of trying to break into a really tough career field like that and you can still get the satisfaction out of working at like an animal shelter or working at wildlife rehabilitation centers, either right. volunteering or working part-time or working full-time. Sometimes those options are a little bit more available. And if you truly love animals and you're looking to make like a local difference, that's a great way to do it. Um, you don't necessarily have to work with exotics to have a connection to animals. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, again, not to dissuade anyone from from getting involved in the zoo, I think you, if that's something you want to do, you absolutely should. There are tons of volunteer opportunities that just about yeah. every zoo has. There are tons of internship opportunities. And, and doing those things, like, really help you kind of get a foot yeah. in the door as far as, like, part-time or full-time employment. Well, and they're super eye-opening too. I mean, I, we're in positions now where we're working with volunteers and new keepers and stuff and interviewing and the amount of people who are just like, well, why do you want to work here? Like, why do you want to be a zookeeper? And it's like, well, I like animals. And then they come for like a- I would hope so. <laughs> a volunteer position or a working interview or whatever. And they have no idea that it's like physical manual labor. They think it's literally playing with animals every day. And that's so far beyond it. Yeah. Like you, it's not- it, every day is not fun. Most of the time, it's not fun. Right. Because it's hard work and something goes wrong and animals don't cooperate and the public hates you and someone threw a fucking cigarette in the exhibit. And. Right. Yeah. Right. It's and, but not I mean. All roses and. I don't know. What, no, finish your thought. Yeah. Finish not, your thought. <laughs> I was going to say it's not all roses and poses. <laughs> You're absolutely is right. A, is that a saying? It is. It's the classic saying. Um, it's not all roses and poses. Uh, it's one. Of, it's one of those things. I think we all just like know what it means. You know, you don't really have to explain it. I hope not. Goes without saying. Yeah. So don't ever say it again. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> done and done. Yeah, but no, you're totally right. I think. I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, especially when they kind of get down to it, because you're right, when we're talking to people and they, they are interested and they show interest, one of the first things they say, and which is obviously great, we're not trying to like put anyone down, 
by any means, but is, you know, I love animals. I want to, I want to be around animals. And it's like, okay, that's great. Like, that's a good first step. Why do you want to be around animals? Do you want to be around them because you want to, like, play with them and hang out with them? Or do you want to be around them because you want to, um, make a connection with them? Do you Mm want to be around them because you want to, like, make a difference on a local level, on a global level? Like, what what do you want to do? Do you want to help with conservation? Do you want to help with research? Do you want to help educating the public? Like, there are so many different facets yeah. involved in what we do. And, and it's really important that if that's something that you are interested in, to kind of sit down and think about it. Like, why why am I wanting to do this? Is Is the only reason I'm wanting to do this so that I can touch a tiger? Is that it? Because if that's the case, again, that that motivation isn't necessarily going to carry you through all the other hard work that comes with that job because you'll crash and burn and also we'll fucking find you out in like an instant (laughs) yeah and also hate to break it to you but we don't touch tigers like that sort of thing doesn't happen our job doesn't revolve around touching animals hand feeding animals all the time like our job our job exists so that the animals can just exist. Like, we do everything for them so that all they have to do is just be themselves and that's it. Yeah. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but that means that we take care of all of the cleaning that they require. We prepare all of their diets every single day to ensure that they're not only getting the nutrition they need, but the variety that they that they need and, like, their brains require. Um, you know, we prepare – engaging and stimulating opportunities for them to express themselves uh, uh, mentally, physically, uh, according to their natural species behavior. Mm -hmm. We design their habitats to ensure that it, again, addresses their natural species requirements, like things that they would require living in the wild. We, We do everything in the day for them. And not only that, but we go above and beyond. And while they're lounging and relaxing and doing what they do best, um, we turn around and spend the other part of our day telling the public about them, helping the public learn about them so that they hopefully care about them enough to want to help protect them. Right. So it's it's tough. I mean, it is a really tough job and it that's it's not to say that it's not battle. Yeah, that's not to say that it's not rewarding by any means, but again, if your only motivation is to like hang out with a panda, that's not what's going to happen. No. And unfortunately, that may not be the right career path for you. Um, that's not to say that you can't volunteer your time or you can't be a fan of those animals or you mm-hmm. can't, you know, visit them at the zoo and learn about them and sponsor them at the zoo. A lot of zoos have programs like that. But I think it's important to be realistic as well if that's something that you do yeah. want to do. And I think at the end of the day, there are more people who want to work at a zoo than there are zoos. So, yep. It can't right. be everybody. You will get yep. probably some, like, sick-ass biceps, though, if you're a zookeeper, because we haul some shit around. Oh, that's true. My right arm is definitely stronger than any other <laughs> limb I own. <laughs> Ew. Personal. That's personal. <laughs> it's true. It's from all the punching. <laughs> Bizarre. Uh, yeah. Um, I forgot what else he asked us. Oh, any advice? Oh, that was all of that. But I think, too, and one of the other things is, like, to be open-minded. There's so many people that when they're first starting out, they're like, I want to work with tigers. I want to be a big cat oh, keeper. Yeah. Like that's fucking, a good point. If I could count how many people said <laughs> that they wanted to be a big cat keeper, like, I would 
count more than there are numbers in the universe. (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, honestly, it's like you start off with like 10 people. Like I'm, you know, I'm starting this internship. I want to work with big cats. That's my dream. That's great. I'm not shitting on anyone's dream. I also had that dream. It's a great dream. Big cats are the bomb. But, you know, by the end of that first internship, probably three of those people will have left because it's a lot of hard work and they figured that they don't want to do that, which is fine. Um, But it just, they're not cut out for it. And then maybe they move on to another internship, getting closer to that goal. But it involves them uh, maybe moving to another city or, you know, uh, having to sacrifice their paid experience or like their paid working time for unpaid working time. Uh, And so another two or three people drop out. And then by the end of that, you go to an internship where you moved across the country and maybe it's not working with big cats. Maybe it's just the only internship you were accepted into and you're just hoping for the best. And it's with an animal like, take for instance, penguins. And you find out that, oh my God, I love penguins. This is amazing. I, I have been blinded by this like my whole life I thought I wanted to work with big cats and lo and behold penguins are amazing and I want to work with them forever yeah so like by the end of that like one or two people again are going to drop out so by the what I'm trying to say is like by the end of this experience it's rare that you even have one person left who's like yep I I did it like my dream stayed the same I followed it the whole way like I ended up working with big cats and that's where I want to be Uh, But there's a lot of change involved, and I think a lot of it comes from the idea that a lot of us have these ideas and these goals and stuff when we're younger. Like, we're like, oh, it's amazing. I love, you know, polar bears, and I want to work with polar bears. And then when you get to it, you're like, yeah, polar bears are rad. I would love to work with them. But, like, you know what I really have enjoyed dedicating my life to is, like, I don't know, dolphins or something. And you're like, wow, that's amazing. So, it, I mean – Give yourself room for, like, a hard left turn as well. Yeah. Also, I feel like I've lived in, like, one, two, three, four, five. I've lived in six different states in the span of my adult career. Yeah, same. I think I'm at one, two, three. I've lived in four. So, like, get ready to move cross-country, motherfuckers, because... Uh There's not that many zoos in every state. Unless you're in Texas. You could be up around Texas like nobody's business. Oh, that's true. They have like 30 zoos there. I don't know what's wrong with Texas. Texas and California, maybe. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's another good thing. And I think that's one thing that some people have difficulty with, too. Which, I mean, it makes sense. I'm not shitting on anyone who does. Like, I feel it, too. Uh, It's tough to be away from your family and friends. And a lot of times you have to move where the job is. Mm -hmm. And like Flora said, it's... You know, there aren't that many zoos out there, at least potentially zoos that you may, may want to work at. And especially if you're trying to hone in on animals that you want to work with, uh, that, that list grows even shorter, sometimes non-existent. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times it comes down to taking a job where you can and then working towards something after several years. So it is kind of a long con. For sure. But again, in the end, like I, I do want to – express that you know it is it is a great job it's one of the best jobs in the world we hear that a lot from guests we every time we hear it like i want i don't want you guys to think that we're ungrateful by any means we are super grateful we do know how lucky we are we do know that we like are very privileged to be in this position and every time someone tells us that like it is it does feel good like we we do recognize that as well and we are very appreciative 
Yeah, but also I got bit by a penguin and shit on by another animal that same day, and I want to punch you when you tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're so appreciative. Because <laughs> work like, is still motherfucking work, dude. I still got to wake up in the a.m. and put on the same shit-covered uniform and get my ass to work. That's true. Also, just beware. Uh, this is probably the best piece of advice that I can give you. You're going to wear all khaki all the time. All and the you're time. just going to... You're just going to look like a big thumb wherever you go. Yeah. Although, and what is, I wear green. I wear green at my zoo. That, yeah, if you, if it, you're lucky enough to get to like a facility that breaks green. up the khaki with another color that's not khaki, Don't then you are up. blessed. <laughs> you have made it. You're at the tippy top. That is the blessed I, zoo. The I blessed. can tell you. The blessed. I can't tell you how many years I spent looking like a thumb, and there's no way to look better. No. Oh, and if you're a you're a woman looking into this profession, just know that they absolutely do not make female pants for zookeepers. Oh, or shirts? Are you kidding me? Right. I took so, my shirt into my pants, and it goes to my knees because it's men's. <laughs> cool. And apparently, their yeah. torsos are out of this world. <laughs> yeah, you you sort of have to decide pretty early on. Like, do you want to have pants that actually fit you, or do you want to have pants that have real pockets? Yikes. Okay, here's a work perk. Because we do wear the same uniform every day, five days a week. I own probably, like, four other pairs of clothes total. And that's, oh. like, all I ever wear. Like, I don't spend any money on clothes. That's true. Because you're either, like, in a uniform or you're, like, in pajamas. Oh, that's I'm sorry. True. I have a Is bird. Is that a bird? I have a bird on my shoulder right now. She's helping me record this podcast. She's Slash peeping. Peeping and also just biting my headphones. Mm. This is Bella, everyone. Say hi, Bella. Hi, Bella. Silence. Silence from the bird. That's fine. Okay, great. She went back to biting the headphone, which is way more interesting. Snubbed by a bird. Uh, Yeah, kind of going off that, though, since you are sort of doing a very manually heavy job, or like labor-intensive job, I guess would be a better way to say that, um, and you are wearing the same clothes every day, I mean, I don't want to say you don't have to look after your appearance, but you certainly don't have to worry about looking your best <laughs> no shower before work you have to be joking my ass yeah never happen never gonna I, happen i roll out Always of bed when i get home roll into my khaki and drive to work like i don't even brush my hair nobody knows it looks the same it's true especially if it's under a hat oh yes especially if i have literal feces on me i think my hair is the last thing someone's gonna be looking at i think they're gonna be looking at the feces on me and the okay, so bad work perk. You can't go anywhere after work. You have to change first, slash shower, slash burn your clothes because it's just bad news. It is bad news. I came home one day last summer, and my boyfriend was on the opposite end of our apartment, and I walked through the front door. He didn't even hear me. He had headphones on, <laughs> but I guess there was like wind behind me or something that just like oh, no. drafted into our home, and I heard him go, oh my god, you smell like shit. <laughs> and um, that was it. I like couldn't I couldn't come into our home because no. according to him, I smelled like literal shit. Which, I mean, I'm not saying he was wrong. But it's like, right. it's you know, you're sort of just like, aw. Yeah, but also just like keepers in general, well, and maybe, maybe just me. I don't know. I get totally nose blind. Like I don't smell myself. Yes, So totally. like, okay, maybe I just fed the penguins and one of them shit on me and I have actual fish like in my hair. But I don't smell a damn thing. Yeah, that's true. So look forward to that. If you're like a smelly person, you'll just be smellier. So that's that. 
I hope that answered your question, David. Thank you so much for writing God in. God damn it, it's um, David. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I hope that answered your question, David. Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, I would just like to reiterate right now as well that uh, I think in a previous episode we said that you guys can send us like comments, questions, hate mail, whatever. I wasn't kidding. If you have hate mail and you want to send it our way, we will definitely devote a and d to it. Like, yes. it's it's not a matter of, like, I want to shy away from it or anything. Like, say what you got to say, man. Let's yeah. see if we can, like, like change some minds here as far as, like, misconceptions people have. Because that's where a lot of our hate comes from. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> Feel free. Absolutely. Send it our way. Thanks, everyone, for joining us in this, the first of our bonus mini-sodes. We'll be, yeah, we'll be sprinkling these bonus gems throughout our normal episodes, so uh, please feel free to keep an eye out for them. In addition, if you'd like to have a question answered in a Q&D, go ahead and send us your questions or comments to keeperchat at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on our Twitter, which is uh, keeper underscore chat. Until next time, stay grimy, y'all. Bye-bye. Bye!